Well, hello. Welcome to uh, what you talking about, Willis? I'm Billy. I'm here with my buddy Mark. We've been summoned to. We've been summoned to discuss Bruce Willis's career. So, Mark, where where should we start? I'd be remiss if I didn't say we we should probably start with early television or early movie career, right? I want to rank the diehards in order. That's what I want to do. That is a stupendous idea. I go three, one, two, four, five. I mean, I'm one, three, two, four, five. The only ones I've seen in the movie theater were four and five. I think I saw two in the movie theater, but what was the release date on on the second one? It would have been like 91 or something like that. So I, th- I think it was, I, I, that was at the point of time in my parents' divorce where I had unfettered access to R-rated movies at the local movie theater. And I think, I think I saw that movie unchaperoned with- Yes, it, July 4th, 1990. Yes, and I, I think I saw that, and I saw that in the movie theater. I remember my parents had rented it on video and I like got home from school or sometime in the afternoon. I put it in and then there's that scene right away where that dude is like naked in the hotel room doing like yoga. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) It's probably the first time I seen a male's ass. Well, it wasn't the last time either. So (laughs) are we, we're no (laughs) rain. No, so only Die Hard. We're not getting into Look Who's Talking ratings at this point, right? Yeah, we're just opinions. right. Yeah, we're just ranking the Die Hards. If we ever have guests on, we'll make them rank their Die Hards. Um, I made a master list last night. It has 108 Bruce Willis movies slash TV shows slash a podcast. Um, the roast, Saturday Night Live. There's cameo on here i made the last 20 the last 34 is his direct to video career that was going to be my question are you rank are they are they on the, they made the master list they made the master list my rule was pretty much anytime he appears on the cover it goes on the master list well then those are definitely on on the list now my pitch is to you to select our assignment each week I found a website that has a number wheel on there. We, we press spin, and it pulls up the number, and then we match it up with the master list. And Wait, no, it, the master list. Is it random? Yep, I made it random. I wrote so them all down, and then I wrote them down again randomly. So your definition of random is write them down and then rewrite them in a different order? Yeah, I wrote them all down in order, and then I wrote them down in a random order later i don't think that meets the statistical definition of random the only ones that are in order are the you know the sad years at the end with there's 34 direct to video movies here and they're not going to be good and that's like 2021 to today it's like 2014 to today i i did i did some math here from 1987 to 2011 Bruce averaged about three credits a year, and that included cameos and voiceovers. Between 2021 and 2022, he had 19 credits alone. 
I'm looking at 2013. That Good Day to Die Hard was released in 2013. There's no direct-to-video. Yeah, there was a couple before that, and then like 2015, it started getting really dicey. His last like big, oh, oh, you know what? I'm seeing them now. The Prince, Vice, yep. and Precious Cargo, Marauders, Marauders, Out of Breath. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. He stars with such luminaries as like 50 Cent and Ryan Phillippe and Thomas Jane, Patrick Muldoon, Mark Is... Paul Gossler. I think my mom's neighbor's name is Patrick Muldoon. Oh, it's let's Bob. get it. It's Bob Holden, never mind. He might be related to Patrick. Is let's get him on the show. Is 50 Cent credited as 50 Cent or as Curtis Jackson? It's probably Curtis, quote, 50 Cent, unquote, Jackson. I don't think you have to say the quotes. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Quotes are reported. All right, so what do we do? Uh, do you want to get our assignment now or do you want to do some? Let's Let's talk some more Bruce real quick. Do you know Quentin Tarantino's favorite Bruce Willis performance? Is it a Quentin Tarantino movie? It is not. <sighs> mm, so I'm going to assume that it was pre-Pulp um, Fiction then. Am I correct? Nope. It's you not. are incorrect. It's post-Pulp Fiction? Post-Pulp Fiction. I'm going to say 12 Monkeys. Nope. Beavis and Butthead do America. Nope, but that is on the master list. Well, it should be. It's credited. Uh, Fifth Element. No, but it is a little supernatural. It is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. Six Sense. Nope. What other... Oh, is it... Um, what's the fucking thing called where he's the super strong guy? He plays David Dunn, super strong guy. Uh, I mean, he plays it in Glass. Um, what the hell is it called? I keep thinking, you know, honestly, what I keep thinking in my head is The Expendables. I know it's not The Expendables. <laughs> the Expendables is not on the master list. Why? We can put it on there. Mr. Church. It's an uncredited cameo, but he's in there. Um, I, um... Would you say I've broken you with this question? No, it's Unbroken. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is number 25 on the master list. I put it with split and glass. So if we ever get number 25 on the master list, we got to watch all three. All three? I've, I've seen all three. I know that. Well, you'll need to watch them and take notes or something. But, yep, that's Quentin Tarantino's favorite Bruce Willis performance. Um, do you remember paying for me and Shay to see The Sixth Sense with you? Yes. Yeah. That was fun. Yes, I do. Did did you figure out the the twist? Um, no, absolutely not. It was one of the biggest movie twist reveals, like plot twist reveals that I've ever experienced. Um, and that happened to, uh, I mean, two M Night Shyamalan movies did that to me. Um, I was pretty much done with them after Unbreakable. Well, yeah, I mean, he had that, what, he had, um, my God, what was the Alien movie? It was got um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, um, I didn't see it. This guy, Mel Gibson's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like, like, sci-fi or uh, supernatural movies, 
So I'm going to struggle with a couple of these Bruce ones on here. All right. So spin the wheel, man. Let's, let's play Chuck-a-Luck. All right. Do you, rem- do you know Bruce Willis's first name? It's not Hudson Hawk. Is it Hudson? No, no. It's Walter. Walter. Get out of town. That's Bobby Brister's first name. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that we should inter- we should introduce them. I don't I don't think they can be in the same room together. Should we put the direct to video movies on here or save them for another day? Do we wow. want to start with one of these disasters? No, that is a section in and of itself. I think that that might be yeah, save that for save that for later. Much like Bruce, we'll save that when we're running out of things to do. Well, we can also like mix them in like you know, like are we feeling weird this week? Let's put the fucking direct videos on here and see what happens. That, that might require like a bag of mushrooms to watch some of those. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to doing them because I'm sure they're all short. I'm sure they're all like 80 minutes long. Well, I was looking last night. There's actually a, a series that he did or a recurring character, I guess, Detective James Knight and the Detective yep. Knight series. I was like, that would be fun to do those together. I'm sure, I'm sure there's plot connections between all three of those. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I, I know there's two of them. I don't know if the character originates in another one of these movies. We can look that up another day. Number 34. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm nervous here. I'm turning the page. We got Nobody's Fool starring Paul Newman. Nobody's fool. What's that? Have you ever seen it? Uh, I can't say that I have. Bruce Willis' character named Carl Roebuck in that film, uncredited in the movie. Um, Nobody's fool. Ninety-four American comedy drama based on the novel of the same name by Richard Russo. Let's see. Stars Paul Newman, Jessica Tandy. Gotta love her. Uh, Melanie Griffith. Nobody else of, of note necessarily. Philip Seymour Hoffman, actually. Wow. But Bruce Willis, uh, according to Wikipedia, has an integral part in the movie, but was uncredited in the release. Yeah, it was released on December 23rd, 1994, limited, and then North America, January 13th, 95. A budget of $20 million, and it made $39.5 million at the box office. So that's a hit on a low-budget movie. It was also Jessica Tandy's... Uh, final film. She passed away September 11th, 1994. Yeah, I've seen this movie at least twice. I watched it on video when it came out, and then I remember me... I went on a Bruce Willis kick at the beginning of the 2000s, and, and me, Brendel, and Shay watched it. Brendel loved it. What was... Do you do you remember the name? Paul Newman's character name in this? Uh, without looking, no. There's There's a weird thread running through this. Not necessarily connected, but loosely. So Jessica Tandy died September 11th, 94. Paul Newman's character in this was Donald Sully Sullivan. I know it's not Sully Palmer, but weird, right? Have you seen Sully, the Tom Hanks movie? I have, yeah. You didn't like it? It was such a weird, like, I don't understand how they squeezed 90 minutes out of that story. (laughs) Like... It was an that's a, that was amazing, an amazing feat. I mean, the movie was about the, him being questioned as like he did it on purpose. 
Like right. he somehow forged it or he didn't have to do it. He could have landed at an airport. I'm like, he landed a fucking airplane on a river. Even if he did it on purpose, that's pretty goddamn amazing. And nobody died. Like give him some, just give him his due. Just let him, let him, you know, let's celebrate him for a little bit. Um, yeah, I saw it in the theater. I, I liked it, but it's easier to like movies you see in the theater, like on your day off when you got nothing to do, than if you're sitting. At, like, I'll go see a movie in the theater that I won't watch at home. You know what I mean? What was? Um, oh, I'm gonna. I want. I want to Google something real quick. Um, I was gonna say, what? What do you think the tagline is? To nobody's fool. Wow. But the first thing that it pulled up. <laughs> Not, not the, uh, two movies uh, called Nobody's Fool. One starring Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> not, not the one we're talking about. Not the Paul Newman vehicle. So, do you want to do you want to take a, a guess? It's kind of like a, a Doug Loves Movies kind of uh, spinoff. Right here. on the tagline of Nobody's Fool. Three words. Um, Paul no. Newman's back, and he's not fooling anybody. I said three words. <laughs> no, uh, so <laughs> I love I love the movie taglines. Worn to perfection. Worn yeah, to perfection. To perfection. Or W O R N. Paul Newman's character, uh, Sully, is like a itinerant construction worker. My my memory serves me right. Like he was a. He was a construction worker in this, so maybe it has something. It's a it's a play on him, worn hands, worn jeans, worn Zivon. Let's see where we can watch it. I'm plugging it into JustWatch.com right now, pulling up Nobody's Fool. I saw that Tiffany Haddish movie. Now that I just saw the cover for it, I watched it on I watched it on Hulu once. Our third movie, starring Rosanna Arquette and Eric Roberts, called Nobody's Fool. They're getting a lot of use out of this. So it's Nobody's Fool is available to stream for free on something called Canopy. I've never heard of Canopy. Have you? Um, no. No. Um, you can also watch this uh, Prime Video, YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Voodoo. Yeah, I'll probably rent it from Amazon for $3.79. In, in the, here's a, the Google review. Google says, in a nutshell, carefree, heartfelt, and amusing. That's how I describe Paul Newman. What's the running time on this thing? I love a good 90-minute movie. Anything over 90 minutes and, and you're pushing my luck. Ooh, it's 150. Is it really? Yeah. That's going to knock it down half a star for me. One hour and 50 minutes. Wow. Do you like Paul Newman's Salad dressing? It's I I don't eat salad dressing. When I eat a salad, it's a dry salad. Uh, that that is repulsive. Um, that's absolutely repulsive. I mean, that's that's so weird. <laughs> um, do I like Paul Newman's dressing? I I can't, listen. I I don't like. I don't hate it. I generally uh, despise any companies and food products that give a hundred percent of their proceeds to noble charities, though. I like to throw those bottles right in the trash. Not in the recycling, like directly into the garbage can. I'm lying. I, I, I think, you know, I think it's great. He does a lot of good with all of his food products. It's, what, why did Paul Newman start a food products company? 
I don't know. I was at the pet store today, and Rachel Ray was all over the dog food. And I had essentially oh the same God. question. She hoards herself for everything. You know, absolutely everything. Oh, this in this movie, according to IMDb, I didn't know that IMDb did this. Um, it contains female topless nudity, braless scenes. Fe a female removes her clothes and flashes her breasts, and there's a grandfather grandson relationship. I don't see how all of those are necessarily related. That's one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, they don't make movies like they used to. Speaking of not making things like they used to, we're watching Moon Landing right now on Hulu. And so I wanted, after we recorded the football show, I was like, what's a show me and Jones could do as a podcast? I was trying to think of, um, you know, something that was could be kind of limited. And we were watching Moonlighting, and I, I thought of Bruce Willis movies. And we're like seven episodes into the first season of Moonlighting, and they don't make shows like this anymore. Like, Bruce Willis is in his – he's 30 in the first season. Civil Shepherd is 35. I was telling Shay, like, watching Bruce Willis in this breakout role, it's kind of like watching a 22-year-old Gunnar Henderson come to life for the Orioles this season, like, as a rookie of the year candidate. Hashtag bird notice. Hashtag bird notice. Rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. But, like, who's the biggest star on TV now? There's, I couldn't name – who's the biggest star on television? Essentially on network television. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And, I mean, and that show is beyond forgettable. The Neighborhood. Can you name three network sitcoms that are on right now? Or dramas or every network? Primetime shows? I, would, I know Night Court. That's – no, no, no. Like, right now? Let me put some more constraints on this. It can't be a remake of a show that was on in the heyday of primetime television. Right. No so, yeah, no Frasier. There's a Magnum P.I. now. There's a there's a Quantum Leap now. Like, there's there's nothing. There's nothing. There's, I mean, there, there are shows, but... But there's no, like, show driven by a superstar of, like, Bruce Willis's caliber, or even a Civil Shepherd, for that matter. I would argue that Cedric the Entertainer is... I mean, his last name is The Entertainer. He's good. I do like him. I, I watched his Netflix comedy special a couple years ago, and he came out and did a dance number at the top, and it, it was hot. Like, it was great. Oh, Live at the Ville. There... Not to, you know, ADD sidetrack you. There is a second tagline. I think tag, Born to Perfection is definitely the tagline, but there is a separate tagline identified by IMDB in a town where nothing ever happens everything is about to happen to Sully put any name at the end of that sentence and it describes every movie ever made in a, in a town where nothing ever happens everything is about to happen to Shrek yeah the IMDB the stuff is going to be fun to look up um, you know w when we break these movies down when will I watch this? Um, I'll, I'll probably squeeze this in this weekend, would be my guess. At an hour and 50 minutes, it's taking up significant, you know, um, TV time from other things that I would like to, I'd like to watch. I'm deep into Welcome, Welcome to Wrexham. I need to get caught up on that. Oh, you're watching that? The other thing we're really watching now is Moonlighting. I've been watching some of the World Series it's been pretty good. I'm going to send you a picture of this Paul Newman's dressing I saw in a grocery store once and tell me if this is racist or not. 
It's Paul Newman's own Sesame Chinter. Uh, that's 1,000% racist. <laughs> yeah. It's Paul Newman dressed up as um, as a ninja with a, a Karate Kid-like headband, a black kimono with dragons on it, and two katana blades um, rising up over his back. 100%. Maybe not racist, but he is definitely co-opting and appropriating a cultural symbol. Yeah, uh, I've seen other brand ambassadors go down for less, so Paul, you better watch yourself. There's so many here. I've been I was looking for that one for a while. And the barbecue sauce he's just straight up blackface. I don't even want to send it to you. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, Newman's own ranch. He's dressed up like a cowboy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What if we end up taking down Paul Newman because of this is. This is insanity. There is a Newman's Light Italian where he is dressed up like a gondolier. There is a Newman's Parmesan and roasted garlic where he is dressed up like a swarthy Italian man with a neck scarf and a, a hat, a jaunty little hat. Oh my heavenly God. Um, there is a Newman's own salsa where he is dressed up like a Mexican bandito in a hat and a giant Mexican, you know, the long mustache. The olive oil and vinegar, he looks like um, the crocodile hunter. Well, the the Newman's own classic oil and vinegar, he's dressed up like Julius Caesar. Probably tastes delicious, but is a tasteless label. The Newman's own white balsamic, he's just in a white hood. <laughs> that is not on brand for Paul. Oh, what happened, Paul? This one... Yeah. The Parmesan and garlic salad, he looks like Amelia Earhart. Wow. So we're, Newman's, let's see, a, adult dog treats. Um, Newman's own sea salt. Salad dressing, marinara sauce, frozen pizzas, coffee. The um, honey mustard, he looks like a beekeeper. Cured K-Cups, yep, I yep, I just saw that one. There's so many. We're, we're in a rabbit hole right now. <laughs> Paul Newman salad dressing. Oh, I just saw the honey mustard. <laughs> That's good. Yep, barbecue sauce, cowboy hat. Ooh, I found a collage. Oh, my. You should get one of these tattooed. Newman's own poppy seed. He's dressed up like a French impressionist painter with a, a large beard. What is it? Tangy apple cider. He's dressed up like a William Tell character. Honey French, same thing. French painter. He has like a, he has like a Hitler mustache on the vodka sauce. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, they can't all be winners. So the low-fat sesame ginger is even more racist than the original ginger one <laughs> I sent you. He has like uh Who's that in Mortal Kombat? Raiden? With the, <laughs> got the, the big like the hat, the big, yeah. the big curl hat. I'll send it to you. Oh my gosh! Uh, sorry, Paul, but your career's over. Is Paul Newman still alive? No way. He might be frozen, like old. Well, I, I mean, I would. There's, you know what the, 
Adam Carolla back uh, some time ago apparently parodied or pointed out the Newman's own uh, cultural appropriation of the sesame ginger. Wow. I see a link on Facebook, which I, I don't have, so I can't get into that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, th- there's a lot of um, questionable Paul Newman salad dressing and food product labels, but as an actor, uh, extremely solid. I remember as a kid watching over and over again, Cool Hand Luke and imagining what it felt like to drink or to eat 50 hard-boiled eggs. Um, Was he in a movie with Tom Cruise? I don't know if these are real or if people are making these up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are real. I've seen them in the store. That's how I knew about the, the original one I sent you. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Paul Newman, The Color of Money in 1986. I don't think I've seen any Paul Newman movies other than Nobody's Fool. What? You never seen Cool Hand Luke? I I do not believe so. If I did, I didn't like I didn't know what I was watching, and I was probably like, now what we have here is a failure to communicate. That's in the the Guns N' Roses song. Speaking of which, I have a song for you here. This is a Beastie Boys song. Can you name it? Nope. This is from Paul's Boutique. It's looking down the barrel of a gun. Looking down the barrel of a gun. I have one more. Can you name this Ice T song? Ice T? Ice T. I I could name all of zero Ice T songs. That's his biggest song, though. One of them, at least. That's, that's New Jack Hustler. That makes sense. That that sounds about on brand. Cop, it's the Cop Killer was the only one that I knew. <laughs> you don't remember Colors? That was a big song. Uh, no, I mean, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Wasn't a big Ice-T fan. I mean, love the Lipton, not the, not the rapper. Was He's great on um, Law & Order. I, I was in a restaurant uh, recently. <laughs> this made me laugh really hard. And they had, you know, the, the big aluminum iced tea containers. One of them had a picture of Ice Tea from Law and Order. And one of them had a picture of Ice Tea, the hardcore rapper. <laughs> and I was like, oh, one of those is caffeinated and the other one is not. <laughs> I was like, that's genius. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. That's what they did with it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So we're at 31 minutes here. We'll, we'll wrap it up. So Bruce hasn't, for as decorated and as great of his career as he's had, he didn't really win any, he didn't win any Oscars. He won two American Comedy Awards, one in 1993 for Funniest Lead Actor. Do you want to guess the movie, Funniest Lead Actor in 1993? 1993. It's number four on the master list. It was a comedy? Yeah. With two females. Ugh. I'm not saying, ugh, oh, two females. <laughs> um, no, just because I stumped you. 1993? Death Becomes Yep. Yep, yeah. Death Becomes Her. And then in 2001, he won Funniest Male Guest Appearance in a Television Series. Do you want to guess 
that performance. In 2001? Yeah. This is on the master list. It's three episodes. <sighs> R.I.P. Chandler Bing. Oh, it was Friends. Yeah. Friends. He is a three-time Blockbuster Awards winner for Armageddon, The Siege, and The Sixth Sense. He won the 2013 Central Ohio Film Critics Association Award for Best Ensemble. Do you want to guess that? The 2013 movie, Best Ensemble? Ooh, I think we yeah. talked about him this weekend. Is it... Um, Wes Anderson movie? Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. It's number 63 on the master list. He won a 1987 Golden Globe for Moonlighting. He's a two-time Golden Raspberry Award winner. You know what that is, right? Yeah, that's bad. That's not good. So, before his diagnosis, the Raspberry Committee, or whatever they're called, made a category for, like, worst performance by Bruce Willis in a movie, and they put his five direct-to-video movies that came out in this in the same year. This mm-hmm. is just, like, two years ago. But then the news came out of his diagnosis, so they apologized and pulled the category. Oh, too soon. Well, also received a nomination for uh, an MTV uh, Movie Award for Best On-Screen Duo. 91 MTV Best On-Screen Oh, him and Damon Wayans. Last Boy Scout. Yeah, I saw that last night, actually, when I was looking these up. I, yeah, the I, two I, Golden I, Raspberries were for Hudson Hawk and for Worst Screenplay and... Worst actor, Armageddon. Hudson Hawk is dreadful. It is so bad. Is Danny Aiello in Hudson Hawk? Danny Aiello's in it. Would you like to swing on a star? That's where that's what he sings when he breaks into safes or something like that. Oh man, it is brutal. But yeah, that's all we got. How should we rate each movie? I was thinking oh on a scale God. of like five Frank, yippee kayes. Frank Stallone's in that. <laughs> Frank Stallone's in that movie. We could always change it up. Say we get like three episodes in and we think of something better. That'll be fun. We'll rate them on a scale of one to 12 monkeys. Yeah, I guess YPKIAs works. Do you want to go over the master list real quick? There's 67, and then there's six cameos, and then there's the 34 direct-to-video duds. So when you say, do you want to read a list of 100 things to me, I'm automatically going to say no. To that, my, I think my list like tolerance is probably ten items at a time. So I'm okay, that's a good no. idea. Come on, we'll wrap up here. I'll name a couple of things. You tell me if you've ever heard of them, and Shoot. then we'll. This we'll is like rapid, rapid fire, Bruce. Yeah, Breakfast of Champions. No. Bandits. Yes. Over the hedge. Of course, animated flick. Perfect Stranger. Yeah, it's him and Balky. They go on a on a heist. No. Alpha Dog. You heard of Alpha Dog? Also animated. Nope. That's a true story based on that. That like his name was Jesse James Hollywood. It's a true story. You can look it up. True story. All right. Um, Hearts War. Yes, Hearts War. Yep. Oh, I have a Charlie Rose interview on here that's on YouTube. That doesn't count, man. That's, that's just <laughs> that's on the that's a poison pill on the master list. Yeah, I started a blind date in 1987. Well, blind date was before sunset. Okay, what sunset? Like the next one, then? Sunset was in '88, I think. Yeah. 
Is that a West, that's a Western? I'm not, a I'm not looking forward to watching it. I know that. American crime mystery Western film. Yeah. I'm Bruce not looking Will, forward to uh, watching Will. In Country. I'm not looking forward to watching Hearts War. Yeah, that's it. So we'll be back next week to talk about Nobody's Fool. What you talking about, Bruce Willis? Later. Peace. Say you wanna be down east, back a motherfucker get beat down out my face. Fool, I'm the illest, bulletproof. I die harder than Bruce Willis. Got my.